Check out Unpacking Israeli History podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups, Hamas and Hezbollah, to the story of Nakba, to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast for people who can never have enough history knowledge. Today is June 23rd, 2020. The day was June 23, 1868. Christopher Latham Scholes, Samuel Sole, and Carlos Glidden were awarded patent number 79,265 for an invention they called the typewriter. Scholes worked as an apprentice to a printer when he was young. He later became a newspaper editor and publisher as well as a politician. He and Sole, who was a friend of his, also patented a page numbering device. They worked on the device at Charles F. Klein Stoiber's machine shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But Scholes and Sole soon shifted focus to work on a mechanical writing device. Carlos Glidden joined them on the project. They weren't the first to try to invent a writing machine. Many people in history contributed to its design. In the 16th century, Francesco Rampazzetto designed a crude machine that impressed letters and paper. By the 19th century, there were plenty of prototypes for the typewriter. People like William Austin Burt, Agostino Fantoni, Pellegrino Turi, and Giuseppe Ravizza worked on typing machines. John Pratt built a machine called the Tarotype, but he was a Confederate during the U.S. Civil War and had to move to Britain to get his patents. His typewriter was exhibited in Britain and was described in the magazine Scientific American. Glidden, Sole, and Scholes were granted a patent for the typewriter on June 23, 1868. The typewriter was made of wood and brass. 
It typed only in capital letters, and it was an understroke machine, which meant that the typist had to lift up the carriage to see their work. Rasmus Melling Hansen, an inventor in Denmark, created a typewriter known as the Writing Ball, which was patented in 1870 and commercially produced. But it wasn't as influential as the Scholes and Glidden typewriter. Scholes, Glidden, and others worked on the typewriter's design for several more years. James Dinsmore provided financing to help get the typewriter manufactured. Matthias Schwalbach contributed to the design, helping solve issues with the type bars and keyboard. They sold the patent and began working with E. Remington & Sons, a company known for making guns and sewing machines, to commercialize the typewriter. Mechanics Jefferson Clough and William Jenna led the effort to rework the machine and prepare it for mass production. And Remington began production on the Scholes & Glidden typewriter, as it was called, in 1873. The first Remington model entered the market in 1874. It was decorated with flowers and it introduced the QWERTY keyboard. This was likely the arrangement so that frequently used type bars were separated and jamming didn't happen as often. This model had little success though. It was expensive at $125, which would be around $2,800 today. And it wasn't as efficient as intended. But in 1878, Remington introduced its model number two. It had a shift mechanism to produce upper and lowercase letters. The carriage return was operated by hand rather than by foot as the previous model was, and the ribbon reversed automatically. The Remington No. 2 has been considered the first successful commercial typewriter. Some people found the typewriter impractical or thought that typed letters lacked a personal touch, but the typewriter allowed people to write faster than they could by hand and contributed to increased efficiency in the workplace. Its success led to the creation of many competitor models, and as Remington got women to demonstrate the typewriter and put them in its promotional images, more women entered the clerical workforce. The typewriter continued to develop over the next century and remained an important tool in the office until the introduction of the computer. That said, many people around the world still use typewriters, like people in prisons and people in places where electricity isn't reliable. I'm Eve's Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. You can also hit us up on social media. We're at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.